And welcome back to the Reserves Podcast on your Monday public holiday. Gentlemen, how are we today? Hola, senor. <laughs> Look, I'm not good. Yes. I'm, I'm, I haven't been good for a, a few days now, but hey, we're here on a Monday. It's a public holiday and like they say, Dill, the show goes on. Yep, always goes on. But do you know what was very close to not going on? Was the people's voice? Ah, you because forgot again, didn't you? I yes, got I that, did forget again. Got that public holiday hazy brain. You want to know a funny thing? This is this is no word of a lie. This happened. I had a dream probably two nights ago that I didn't put up the thing on the Insta. Deja vu. Ooh. And then I didn't put it up. Deja and then vu. You didn't. Deja vu. It's amazing Talk, how that happens. I would love, and Kobe, this is up your alley. Use. We need to do a pod purely based off deja vu moments. Because there are numerous. That's a down the rabbit hole kind of. I'm gonna topic. have to. I'm, I'm gonna have to like write down all my deja agreed, vu moments. Agreed. Yeah, it I might can't take say me. I've got that many. Oh, I've got heaps. Yeah, I had one. Went to the AFLW game on Saturday night. I think it was. Yep, that would have been. That would have been fun. Yeah, it was a freak, mate. Melbourne. <laughs> that was one of the best games we've ever seen from a female side ever. That was unbelievable. There but I had this dream the night before that. You know how like you're just watching the game and then you see a smother and then randomly you look at the score and then an exact advert is on the TV. Okay, okay. One of those ones. And like exact yeah. one. Same like hair colour of the person in the advert. Strange, mate. So I just had one of those moments on oh, Saturday very... night. So it's front of mind for me. Yeah, interesting. Uh, so Big Cheese came to save the day with our People's Voice questions because he sent in two. Ah, good so man. we've only got two, but that's good because we've got a bit of content today. Mm-hmm. So let's start off with him. I've got a question for you, by the way. For me? No, no, for all of us. Oh, okay. Yes, nice. If you had Ja Morant and Alan Iverson available in the same draft, who would you take? Assuming you're a team where a guard is needed. And I said to him straight away, this would probably be a better question for the, probably you especially, but you over me, me. Mm. because I don't know much about AI, where you do, Mm -hmm. and you do. Yep. So, Ja Morant or Alan Iverson, who are you taking? You need a guard. I'm going to quickly jump in before you hear Kobe. Go. This is really unfair question, I find. Ooh. AI oh. is an MVP, yep. has taken his teams to a finals. Three scoring championships, I think? Yep, Two. three scoring championships, three. yeah. But MVP, three-time scoring championship. Um, was, he in the, was he in the 75? Yes. Yeah, yeah, would have been. In the 75, and he's been out of the league for, shit, I'm going to guess 12 years or so. Roughly around the 2010s, you could argue. Maybe a little bit earlier. All right? Yeah. Maybe a bit later? I'm not and sure. his last five or six seasons were... Poor. Off the bench. Yep, off yeah. the bench. But, Dill, we're talking about... We're comparing AI, someone who transcended transcended the game, to Jamarant, who this is year three. I think that's unfair. I'm still taking it's, Alan Iverson. I'm taking Alan Iverson every day of the week. But the worst thing is, is that we're comparing... Give Jar another ten years. But that's the thing. Might not need ten. Might only need five. Might only need four. So, a big question is, I'm worried about Jar long-term... All right. AI never won a championship with Philly. If Jar's able to win a championship, is Jar going to win a scoring title? Mm. I doubt it. Is Jar going to win MVP? I think Jar reminds me more of Derek Rose. Jar, yes. I think Jar can win an MVP. 
Sure. I think if it wasn't, to be completely honest, so obviously I've had my jar criticisms. I think if it wasn't for the team doing so well without him, then he is a top three candidate. Sure. However, based on what some of the other blokes are doing in the league today, I just think the fact that they were so good without him, he yep. missed 15 games, which is a yep. big chunk of the season, and they went, like, what was it, like 12-3 yeah, yeah, yeah. or 13-2? Yep. and two. Yep. Um, That's why you sort of moved to your Jokic as your MB, even yeah. your Giannis. But I can see him winning MVP for sure. And for the question, yeah, um, I don't know. I have like, to, it's it's so happy to answer <laughs> happy to answer this question when John Morant's career is over. Yeah, more than happy to answer this question. But my big concern with Jar, he's not a great shooter in a shooter's league, right? So if he improves his shooting like considerably over the next few years, which he has the last couple. Ever since I hosed him for not being better in his second year, he's he hasn't increased. Yeah. His he's improved each year. That's that's on that's that's good to see. But he's what 170 pounds or whatever he is, 170 pounds. And that's a bit light. And he's he's the leading point scorer in the paint. Maybe he's, can you hear that ice cream? The ice cream man's here. But yeah, ice cream man. Uh, no, <laughs> no thanks. Maybe next time. Um, yeah, I, yeah, AI, 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 mate. And the last question, also from Cheese, which we thank him for. Uh, does the sale? So let's just say Chelsea does get sold. Yep. Does the sale mm. of Chelsea affect their performance long term and short term? Short term, definitely not. Yeah, short I don't term, think it changes no. Anything. Because considering that the people that buy the clubs don't usually come in and implement the tactics and stuff. Yep. And the transfer window is closed, so yep. they literally can't affect the team on the park yep. unless you know, unless oh, I don't know, unless. A Saudi billionaire buys it and the players aren't happy with it, but hey, they just want their money and then they play, so it wouldn't really affect them. Long term, though. In what way? Positively or negatively, you think? What, long term? Yeah. It just It's hard because the current owner, it's like how much money are they willing to pump into it right now? Mm. Because let's just, like, if they get brought out by someone that is involved with world football, world soccer, and... They come in and say, we want to splash the cash. Then, sure, it could be positive, bring in a whole lot of players. But if they, you know, you can't really, I couldn't really see an owner buying it just to be passive. Yep. So I think it'd be, I think it'd be good long term, I guess. It's the funny thing with Chelsea over the last, shit, ever since Abramovich has pretty much taken over Chelsea, mm-hmm. it's been, you need to succeed or you're out, mm-hmm. right? So some managers have probably been fired earlier than what they deserve. Like Di Matteo, when he won the Champions League with, Chelsea beating Bayern. Was that in Bayern? I'm pretty sure it might have been. Yep. Um, and then got fired, sacked a year later. <laughs> like, that's like, think about it. You won the Champions League and then you're out the door a season later. That's, that's pretty swift. So, under new management, will like Tuchel or these guys be given a little bit longer? Will performances, are they happy to concede short term failings for the long term gain? Like, look at Arteta at Arsenal, my Arsenal at the moment. We're sitting fourth. Mm. And last year, we were nearly relegated. Hypothetically, like, everyone thought we were going to go down. Mm. Gave Arteta time, and now we're pushing for top four. Chelsea don't have that MO. They want to stay within that top four bracket, like, all the time. Yep. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see long term, but they're still a top club in Europe. So, Absolute, I think they'll be fine. Regardless. Yep, so yeah, so do I. Oh, and so that rounds out the people's voice. Short one. Short one, because hey, Dill forgets and gets deja vu again. If it's us, just tell me. If it's you, like, I also want to know. Like, this relationship goes both ways. and ah, We <laughs> move on. Okay, so let's get into our first... <laughs> <laughs> what? Just been emotional, mate. Been emotional like this next topic. Unfortunately, we lost Shane Warne during the weekend. Yep. Um, it was a really weird time 
because it was like it was a strange few it days. was like 11 p.m at night friday mm. night yep so warney had a heart attack autopsy came out literally only like an hour ago saying that natural causes so no bender for warney yeah unfortunately his heart just gave away um where were we when we found out i was literally sitting on my couch laying down uh, just watching tv and just picked up my phone and scrolled through twitter and it literally broke on my phone like as in the news yeah to go like straight away yeah and i was just sitting there just going nah what no nah, kidding and i remember saying uh, to molly she was just like you're kidding she's like what so like, shame warn just died and then like probably would have been five six minutes later twitter started to ramp up with some tributes more people yep. posting and then i reckon i cried for the longest i've cried for a while i, I saw it on triple m's instagram at 11.05 they went straight for it yeah and i was like holy shit hang yeah. on well, uh, uh, not true. I but actually it was. and see, like you know, someone of this magnitude passing away, get get your emotions rolled up, like as mm. as you know. And I actually found myself. I was laying there on my bed and I was scrolling through Twitter, and I was honestly I was getting angry because I follow so many American based, um, you know, like sporting journalists, sporting, yeah. you know, ESPN, yeah. all that. And it was like all these Aussies that are up late at night. So it was 11 o'clock our time. It's 2 o'clock. In, mm. And I'm seeing nothing, f- you know, nothing from the States. And you might think, well, Dylan, obviously it's cricket. But it's like, I was sitting there like, hang on. If one of the major baseballers of all time died, mm. I'm sure there'd be Australians posting it. And I was mm. like, this is Shane fucking warm. Mm. Post something. How are you not saying anything about this? And yeah, yeah, it was just like, it was just hard hitting. It was like, what the fuck just happened? Like, it's um this bloke... And I said it to you guys just before the pod. Americans with Kobe Bryant passing hit them really, really hard. They Everyone grew up with Kobe, especially the Americans seeing him every single day and we've probably seen him. That did hurt. That hurt and still hurts, you know, all of us as well. But um, it's, Warnie, one of the one, it's one of the ones where you remember where you were. Yeah. Warney was our Kobe Bryant for our generation. We all grew up, um, guys pretty much 40 years and younger. Like We all grew up with the great SK Warn. Um a lot of people older than us knew where they were when the gadding ball went through. Everyone knew where they were when it was the 700th test wicket at the MCG. Um, when he said, fuck you, Marlon. Yeah, when he said, fuck you, Marlon, as well, for the Melbourne You're Stars. You're going to grab some more people. Fuck yeah. you, Marlon. But it's just the... I was a big critic of Shane on commentary over the last oh, yeah. couple of years. He was pretty grim. But the thing, like, we sit in a world and a lot of people just have pretty generic comments and they don't like saying too outlandish things where Shane had his opinion, didn't care what you thought of it, it was his opinion. So he mm. could he lived and died by the sword, both on and off the field as we know all too well. And yeah. I think like from a commentary sense, you gotta really, really enjoy that. The really. fun, one of his like best commentary maybe not one of his best, but one of the things I found the most funny was one he was commentating a WBBL game and I'm not sure if you've seen it. It's the one where she bowls a full bunger. Sure. Like, yeah. Literally like arm your height. And he goes, oh, no, that's just tripe. You can't... <laughs> and then he goes, we can't just accept as bowlers that we're going to get whacked. Try to do something here. If she bowls that tripe again, it's going to go. Another full bung. And he goes, oh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. But also, though, on a broader scale, to show you, like, how big Shane Warne is of a loss, right? Mm. So my dad hates sport. In, term, in terms of... No, doesn't hate it, just doesn't give a shit. And you might think, Dylan, you literally live, breathe sport. Yes, correct. My dad could not give a flying fuck about what's happening in the world of sport. 
opens my door at seven o'clock in the morning. You know Shane Warne died? Yep. It's like that's that's what we're talking. Was that's, that how you found out? No, no, I was I was up the night oh, before sorry, eleven o'clock. Right. Well I got a message from my sister at eleven thirty. My sister yeah. cares less about sport than anything else in the world. Shane Warne's dead. So well, holy yes, shit. Correct. It's yeah. almost that realisation. Like when we sit there and we say most impactful, influential Australian sportsman ever. He's up there. He he's Mount Rushmore. He's top oh, three. He has mate. to. He has he's, to be. I'm trying to think of others, but Shane Warne, if you love him or you hate him, was like what was it? It was the whole to think that a guy who bowled right arm leg spin could get engaged to Liz Hurley. <laughs> I saw I saw just, a comment like that. Just epitomises how great the man really Did was. Did you see the picture of him with Michael Jordan? Yep. And they're just standing there, yeah. both Nike Two athletes. Just and they look it. good too. Yeah. What was your, good. talking about Shane, the great man, what was your favourite or first thing that comes to mind when you think of Shane Warne, when you're thinking of memory for you personally, what was your greatest Shane Warne memory? Anything in particular? Like Kobe for me, if give you a bit of time to think. But it'll be something like his uh, episode on Kath and Kim. Yes. Yeah. So something you actually like beat me Did to I? it. Oh, okay. You yeah, beat yeah. me to it. The Kath and Kim one and yeah. him getting out on 99. Yeah. I genuinely actually remember that. Yeah, that was so funny. Yeah. Wayne on <laughs> Kath and Kim. Fucking funny. So I've, I've, I've got a couple. So obviously, wasn't... I don't even think I was alive for it, but the Gatting Ball. Yeah. That's like... You think Shane Warne, you think Gatting Ball. Sure. Um, 99, also because Daniel Vittori overstepped by about three inches. Yeah. And he should have got 100. Yep. But back then, no automatic review of the no ball. Yep. Umpire wasn't even looking. And then, like I said, no, nothing. I do not think of Shane Warne more than I think of fuck you, Marlon. <laughs> me, me and my brother still to this day, if we are like hosing each other or we're having banter, we'll say to it, fuck you, Marlon. Because that was Shane Warne during the big batch. It was awesome. Um, my favourite Warne moment was his impact in Amazing Adelaide. In 2006. For sure. Uh, dead test match after the first innings. And then, like, it just gives me so much pleasure to see someone who bowls the ball at 80 kilometres per hour terrify so many people across the world. And he terrorised England that day and was one of the big reasons as to why we won that test I, match. I just love the fact that he was never in peak shape. And admitted. Never. And, and admitted. admitted it countless times. In and said, air. I would rather get on the piss. Yeah, for a bloke... He's almost the... Yeah, he's passed And he still it. took what? The amount of wickets that he did. First 700. Person, first person ever to 700. 708. 708. And like, you can't forget the 700th test wicket at the MCG. Like, that was iconic. I, that was one of those moments where you remember where you were, but we'll never see another warning ever. And like, fuck. People, this is no criticism from mine on Nathan Lyon. A lot of people say they love Gaz and reckon he's a really, really good spinner. Gaz, in my eyes, has never opened up a game. He's never like an attacked, like, you know, attacking bowler deal yeah, comes in and, know. you know, really dictates to, to the batsman. Warney's mental warfare against certain blokes, like, it was just like nothing you'd ever seen before. The, you'd come out of bat and he would bowl one ball and then take five minutes to move the field and talk to you as the batsman like you were helping him move the field around and then he'd just set you up. It yep. was mastery. Absolutely. Mastery. So, um, greatest bowler for me of all time, and it's an absolute tragedy. Gone but never forgotten. While we are on cricket, do we want to just quickly mention the test that's currently taking place? Yes, yeah, far away, yep. First 
Australia series in Pakistan in 25 years. Yeah. Yep. Looking like it's going to be nothing but a draw. Looks that way. Um, have they got game? Got it underway today? Correct. So, rain overnight. Sure. Wet still, outfield. Still Wet couldn't outfield. get up. So. Yep. Pakistan four for four seven six declared. We are now four for three twenty six. Mm. We had Manus get out on ninety about half an hour ago. Travis Head just got out. It was eight off seven. Mm-hmm. Yep. So looking to get get on with it, Cobes, but mm. just you know couldn't. It's all right. It'll take a little bit of warm up. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then we had Uzi <laughs> on 97. Uh, Steve Smith not out on 45. Looking like it's going to be a draw. Uh, what we the so now that both teams have gone out. And it's clearly a road. Yep. Like genuine, like the driveway we just pulled into. Like mm. it's it's like that. Yep. Same amount of cracks too. Right at the start, yes. Right at the start, the criticism was how the hell do you only go on with Lion? Head was bowling in the seventeenth over. Yeah, it's pretty, the early, pretty, pretty early. Pretty early. Um, obviously, quite a few people criticised it, including myself, and then a few. I also said it as well. Let's wait to see we'll see with Australia. Yep. And it turns out that the Pakistani spinners haven't just come in and rolled us for 170. Mm. So is it now technically they picked the right side or should they have still picked another bowler? It all, all came down to how many overs Cam Green was going to bowl. So if Cam Green was going to bowl 20 overs, then, yeah, you pick a second spinner. He bowled 15. He bowled 15. But that was over the course of how many frigging... Um, how many bloody overs? How many yeah. overs in that first inning? 162. Yeah, so he hasn't bowled a lot, to be fair. Um, but it was analytically, statistically, at Ralpindi, since they've come back and started playing cricket in Pakistan, Australia picked the right side. It's actually a seam as wicket, notoriously. Um, we would, it was literally, you need to win the toss. If you won the toss, then you're ahead of the game straight away, and Pakistan won it. And I reckon if you fall over on that pitch, you break your arm. That's how hard it is. That's yep. how hard it is. But... Oh, it's a, it's a, hindsight's a funny one. I think we're quite fortunate um, to get away with a draw considering the deficit in the first innings. Well, it's what, day four? Day four. It's day four. Um, something would have to, something would have to happen for this stand in a win. Warney, yeah. Warney would do something on the yeah. ticket. But um, the worst thing is, uh, like, their spinners aren't much quality that they picked today. So, well, the the spinners that they picked. They were heavily impacted by COVID. Mm-hmm. So Harris Ralph was out and then Hassan Ali was injured, I think, and they would have both played more yeah. than likely. So Pakistan were forced to play two spinners. But going down south to Karachi, I think, is the next one, or Lahore, one or the other. Big turning wickets. So we'll definitely see a spinner in the next, Lahore, uh, next is that test. Related to Marty's mum? Marty Hall. Marty yep. Hall's mum. That's fair. Yeah. Mm. But no, I so love it when we carry jokes <laughs> over. Yeah, it's good. It's and good. if you didn't listen from last week, then you wouldn't know. So. <laughs> but yeah, uh, look who's like at Christmas? Huh? Who's at Christmas? I don't get that one. Oh come on, say Kobe. Latinas. Lat- sorry, <laughs> I didn't listen to the, my I own didn't, conversation. Didn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so looking like it'll end in a draw, and hey, they could shake hands at her before the third session tomorrow if uh, yeah. it's looking like there's nothing going to happen. Yeah. Uh, moving on, so I do have a quick question here. Oh, right? quick one on cricket as well. Go. Uh, Women's World Cup. Started the other day as well. Correct. Australia won. Haynes, was it? 130? Yep, 130. Australia beat England in the first game. It looked like England were actually going to pinch that there. But just a little, I like this one. Everyone knows that Ian Healy was a fantastic loveman mm-hmm. for Australia in the mm-hmm. men's. Alyssa's a fantastic keeper for the women. And mm-hmm. Jared, don't forget Jared. <laughs> now, also, there's a, there's a leg spinner who plays for Australia. Her last name's King. King. What's Warney's last name? Oh, sorry. Uh, nickname. nickname. King. Nickname, King. King. And there was a stumping on the day that Warney passed. It was bold king, bold king, stumped Healy. And I it was. That's... It wasn't just like it was the. When, yeah. 
skip down the wicket, pitching outside leg, turn away, fr- outside. Yeah, it was yep. it was very what do you call it? Like cliche. Oh, I wouldn't say cliche. Reminiscent. Right. Reminiscent. Thank you, Kobe. But uh, rest in peace, King. And uh, Australia hopefully win their second game in the World Cup coming up soon. Absolutely. So as I was saying, there was some would say controversy. Some would say it's just world football now. Last week, the EFL Cup. Yep. Five disallowed goals. Yep. And what? Yep. The match. Can you know? I don't watch any of Chelsea this. Chelsea versus Liverpool. The <laughs> yep. match ended 0 0. Yep. Went to penalties. Yep. Yeah. Five disallowed goals, right? And one of the biggest things that's been coming out of the Premier League and VAR in the recent years has been the lines being drawn on the floor, and it's like they're now looking, it's the armpit. Mm. Because you can score with the armpit. So they pull the line down, and if it's in front of the other player, it's offside if it's not. And then the other night against West Ham, it seemed like there was a goal very similar to Lukaku's um, that was labelled offside, that was labelled onside for Liverpool. And and the same um, VAR person was Callum England, I think Mm. his name was, Mm. or Callum. So there's just a whole lot of controversy right now with VAR. I have a couple of proposals. Propose so, to me. So these offside... I say will, yes, Will still. you marry me? These offsides... <laughs> some people say the offsides are killing the game. So, what do we, how can we fix it, right? How can we fix it, Dylan? Should we completely forget about the arm, right? Like, literally chop them off before you play. Correct. Forget about the oh, arms. Oh, wow. Imagine that. You can't handball then, Kobe. Should well, you just cut everyone down the middle? It would be good, wouldn't it? No one would play. Should we dead. make <laughs> it... Should we more make it like, you know, when you're like... Run, you know, when you're doing athletics, yeah, yeah. and you know, it's about the chest. Yeah. Should we maybe make it about the chest because, like, you know, the arms are in this position, but like, yep. you know, is it really going to really affect? You know, mm. maybe if your chest is front on and you're fully in front. Yep. This is or very we, visual. Or should we make it a little bit like an umpire's call system? Sure. If it's and and make it hand the responsibility back onto refs on field if they pull it up and it's. You know, five percent either way. Yet we call stands yep. or call disallow. <laughs> How do we fix VAR? Because it seems to just be fucking everything it's up. It's a very, very similar system to how cricket was way back when. Do you have something? Oh, I've Kobe, got a proposal. Go. Yeah. I'll, I'll jump in. I'll jump I in think this that. is pretty smart. Are we going to let him go first or you want to go? I think Hayden can go first. So then you can end it? I'll end it. When yeah. cricket... Uh, I'll end it. Cricket came through with the DRS system. It was slammed for a few years, but they finally got it right. And ultimately, it came back down to umpire's call the majority of the time, which gave benefit back down to the umpire. Sure, it's like ever since VAR, VAR has been in, they haven't fucking changed it much, mate. It's still controversial. Mm, so, correct. like, there needs to be it needs to be addressed, and I think Kobe's going to be able to address it right here, right All now. Right. Go. So, before the game, yep, every fan is given a red oh or a no. green card. Like, um, what's that food? And cooking then you go show? full ready, ready steady, steady cook. Yeah, ready steady right? cook. They watch. <laughs> <laughs> they watch. <laughs> <laughs> He liked that one. <laughs> they watch the VAR and then it all goes up. Red or green, and then the ref counts, stands there and counts. <laughs> but what if it's but what if it's a home game? And the, the fans are just gonna vote. Luck of the draw. Luck of the draw. What's stopping a what's stopping a fan from bringing in his own coloured like so you're saying someone's gonna bring a blue card yeah. and just all yeah, havoc will break loose. I yeah. would. And here's another one. So what colour would you use? Red and green. What happens if they're colourblind? Oh. Sucks Oi. to be them, Oi. I guess. Yeah. Good point, though. Really good point. Mm. So good point. your system is flawed. So is VAR. 
Mm. Can't get much better. Mm. Hey, at least you're giving power back to the people. And exactly. that's what the people want. I like that. It's democracy. Exactly. That's really nice. Give but the people a voice. We have. You can't... On a serious note, you can't, like... The offside rule is pretty clear. VAR is not. Yes. So VAR is brought in to officiate offside, which is pretty clear-cut rule. Mm. So how can it be confusing? So is VAR yeah. a robot? No, it's just the system. Technological it's just, it's just, system. It's just the technology and the camera. It's technology and camera angles, pretty much. Yep. So Which robot from fiction <laughs> would you like to see as the VAR umpire? Which robot? Um, yeah. Zerk from Toy Story. Zerg. That is offside! I think I'd go yeah. Wally. No, Wally's a bitch. He will succumb to pressure. <laughs> yeah. Eve would be better. Eve. She would, yeah. But I don't know. I just, I just hate the fact that offsides are being determined by someone if they have their arm out. That's why I'm honestly like, I'm almost a fan of like, torso, make it torso, like torso, make it, make it below the waist. Mm. Sorry, below the shoulders. Mm. Because that, like, let's be real here. If you are a step ahead, sometimes that is the difference between getting in front and scoring a goal. Yep. I'm sorry, if your arm is in front of the bloke, that's not that's not a step ahead, and I don't see it as an Why advantage. Why can't they just use common sense? Uh, yeah, it's called um, the what is it? The UEFA, the FIFA. They, they don't yep. know common sense, mate. Mm. Get me in there. It's, it is. They held like, a World Cup in Qatar. Or we're going to. Or should have been happen? us. No, it's coming up. Should be us. To be Has fair, that happened, mate? We, no, it's no, not it happened yet. It's hasn't issue. happened yet. It's and they're like. People still can't vote in that country. Like, yes. Yeah, it's a very, very strange dynamic, but it does need a change. And I really reckon, I know Slep, Sepp Blatter is not the man at FIFA anymore, but he would listen to us. Yeah. I, I like the... We didn't court. listen to many people. I don't know if we can <laughs> um, And one last thing before we go into footy. We um, spoke about this last week and it is confirmed. My buy or sell was wrong. Uh, Latif, is it Latifi? Nicholas Latifi. Gone. Mazepin. No, Mazepin, no, Ma- mate. Mazepin is gone. Gone. I told you. <laughs> I told you it was going to happen. Sponsor gone, Mazepin gone. And didn't he say that... Daddy gone. Daddy didn't gone. Didn't he say it was definitely not going to happen? Who? You. Uh, no, I didn't say definitely. I just didn't buy. Mm. Oh, no. I sold. Sure. I just said the opposite. Didn't say definitely. Don't he, put words He wasn't on happy about it either. All right. We're there. We're at the stage. One more week. Week and a half before the season goes. We have... Six more teams to get through. Yep. Bit of, gone, football. bit of football. Bit of football. Who's actually winning this game? Uh, we're currently going through the final community game at the moment. Gold Coast, Geelong, 21-14 quarter time. That's when we're recording, people. Danos has snapped his fingers twice. He went bang the first six for Cobb, Kobe. Bang the next six for, Co- uh, for Cobb. And now bang the next six for me. Did you just think that Dill had an aneurysm then? I have I, no idea what I he's had, about. He said but six for the Cobb, then six for Dill. Well, I didn't, I don't even I've know had multiple aneurysms in the last three <laughs> minutes. So let's get into it. What team are we now up to? What team, what will they have to do to be a successful season? We're up to the next side, gents. And it's a team who's made back-to-back prelim finals, Port Adelaide. Yep. So, a few changes for them. Uh, major ones going out. The sack. Tyson Goldsack out. Mm-hmm. Hamish Hartlett the out. The ball sack. Yeah. The ball sack's He's retired. Uh, Peter Laddams. Gone to Sydney. That's a big one, isn't it? Cobb? That's a big one. It That's a big one. one, mate. That's a big uh, one. And coming in, uh, Trent Dumont from North Melbourne. Yep. Also got Josh Sin, pick 11 or 12, one of the two. Jace Burgoyne, father son from uh, Peter Burgoyne. Jeremy Finlayson from the Giants. So they're the main noticeable ins. Jeremy Finlayson, elite according to Champion Data. According to Champion Data. But yeah, so am I. The big, the, big, <laughs> the big talking point, and we'll get into a little bit later when we speak more AFL, but. 
Jared Schofield's out from a coaching standpoint. Out goes Michael Voss, goes to Carlton. A lot of change in regards to Port Adelaide compared to previous years. But in saying that, their best 22 still looks pretty solid. But I'm just concerned, boys, around Robbie Gray, year older. Charlie Dixon, injured in preseason, year older. Um, Who else we got in there? Travis Travis Boak, Boak, year year older. older. Um, Tom Jonas. Sucks. Yep, year older. (laughs) Um, And injury to Sam Powell Pepper, like... I worry big time about their depth. I reckon the kids coming through, they have a top draw. Dersma, Rosie, Butters, big fans of them. Jake Bassini. Jake Bass- <laughs> hasn't played yet, won't play. Um, Ryan Burton oh! as well. Hey, is he going to play? No. Okay. Not right so, now. So <laughs> that's just my personal opinion. I'm a, I'm a honest candidate here on the pod. Um, but I'm, I'm low on port. Wow, really? I'm low. I know they finished second last year. Personally, I'm low, but I want to get your thoughts on how you think Port Adelaide are going to go this year. No, I'm not low. I think they'll be. I think they'll be fine. I think the young. So I think you got your your butters should play more midfield this year. Yep. Rosie might play a bit more midfield. Dersma, sure. love him. I think their backs. I really do like their back six. Sure. Um, it's relatively young, and unfortunately, a potential. Uh, you know, highly owned fantasy pick Josh Sin, mm. who we thought was a destined, yeah. destined for uh, playing time, barely played yesterday. Fifty percent so, game time. So I, I like them. Um, they, they are always. What do you do without Dixon? Yep. And like you said, that Laddams lost because what do you do without Dixon? Yep. A lot of the times it was to do with Laddams. Now, not only is that, it's like if Lysa can't play, then what the hell do you do in the ruck? So. Yep. I think they could be a team. So I've got them higher. However, they could definitely be a team where one or two injuries could derail. And not just not like a whole heap. I'm talking like one or two key positions. If they go down, it could lead to a bit of a... That's the thing, Dill. Charlie Dixon's out. That's mm. a big out for them. Scott Lysett's under a little bit of a cloud mm-hmm. as well. Robbie Gray, I think he's okay at the moment, but shit, he's, he hasn't been able to get through a whole season. So those injuries that you talk about hurt him a little bit early last year. I think they'll Kobe. be, I think they'll be there thereabouts again. But if I'm Brisbane, the Dogs, Melbourne, I'm not too stressed about Port. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to do a bit of ladder prediction at the end, aren't we, Dil? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go out there and be nice and early. I think Port are the team that fall away completely this year. Ooh. So the re- one of the main reasons for me getting into the analytics of the game, they are a front-half team, and every single... like It seems like the big trend at the moment in the AFL is teams' ability to move the ball from their back half to their front half quickly. Port are like bottom four in the league to do so, and it doesn't look like that's going to change. So on top of their changes in coaching staff, Charlie Dixon being injured being a massive focal point... I think they're overrated, to be honest. I know there hasn't been much of a change, but like their next crop, Carl Armon, he just gets numbers. Willem Drew, okay. You're relying a lot on Rosie, Butters, Dersma, even Houston to make a massive jump. And well, I think it's about time they do though. Those, they need to. And that's those the thing. players are, are. It'll be what third season for the more the, the, more fourth, be fourth on Butters, fourth on Butters and Rosie. Port's success this year, in my eyes, will be purely based on how Rosie and Butters go. We know what we're going to get from Wines. We know what we're going to get from everyone else in that side. But for them to 
in my eyes, stay a top four side or even a final side. Butters needs to improve 10 times. So now let's go back to what our whole, you know, this whole segment has been about. What's a successful season for them? Um, Well, it's a prelim. Yeah, I think just winning or just making. I don't know where Porter at. I don't know if Ken Hinckley will be there next year. I can't for the life of me. So what's a successful season? Making or winning the prelim? Meaning making the GF. Where did they... Where did they get to last year? They finished year? second and they made a home prelim and shut the bet against the Dogs. Against well, a really get, quick they side. they got to get back there and win. So you mean... Because they they clearly consider themselves to be in the window. Yeah. yeah. So I think they need to make season. a granny. Okay. I, 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 I think anything me, less is a When fail. you've got, in your practice match against Gold Coast, you've got the coaches coming out saying this was a wake-up call for the group. Mm. This is a fucking practice match we're talking about. And the first half against Adelaide, they were asleep as well, trailing at half-time, I'm pretty sure. So I reckon this group's in massive trouble. For them, for success in my eyes, it's making the eight. Oh, so I, I, I am low on Port. I think they're a slow football team, very, very heavily contested. If you beat Port contested and you get them on the outside, I think you can burn them. Yeah. So I think just for I think it's making it for me, just because we've already we've already been through how how like hard it's going to be in the eight, and I yep. think it's going to be one of those seasons where those final four teams could all win the flag. So. Yep. Just make the prelim for me. Fair enough. Next right, team. Next team. Moving on to what I think is going to be a massive bounce back here for the Richmond Tigers. Ooh. So the Tigers come back Ooh. in. A uh, few changes for them and noticeable changes to, to make a point. Asprey retired. Marbia Chol goes to the Suns. Callum Coleman-Jones to North Melbourne. Uh, Bashahuli retired. So they're massive outs from a Richmond standpoint. But coming in, Robbie Tarrant comes in effectively for... Uh, Asprey um, and For me that's just like for like Yep And Josh Gibbs comes in as well As a top 10 pick Tyler Sonsi Tom Brown Judson Clark Sam Banks Couple top end picks Pretty Not much to write home about Too many of them Outside of probably Gibkiss But um, Youth To say the least But um, Gents Down here last year For the Tigers We've already seen that Kane Lambert looks like he's going to be out for six months, potentially for the whole season. Yep. Dustin Martin's back, looking yep. fitter than ever, and looks like he's playing on ball. Dylan Grimes and who's the other co-captain? I forgot who the other co-captain with Dylan Grimes might be. I've gone Not sure. Nank the Tank. Is it Nank the Tank? Yep. Yep. So Grimes is going to miss round one, it looks like. He's going to miss. Um, but look, the fringe... the. Pretty much effectively, that best 22, if they're fully fit, it's yep. very, very similar to, you know, the the, pre, the finals contending sides that we know. What do you I reckon, think, I think the Tigers will be the team, as there is every year, where if they win their close games, yep. they'll be up threatening the top four. If yep. they lose their close games, they'll probably miss the finals. Do you trust Richmond in close games, Kirby? I did. Then last year happened. <sighs> but I'm saying... If we're taking out... What's the difference between this year and last year, though? So for had, Richmond. So for Richmond, you had Hawley out for a significant period of time. Who is now retired. Yep. You had Lambert was out and who's injured. Who's now Dusty, out again. Dusty's the best player in the game. Let's not forget. He didn't play for the second half of the season. Cotchen's inspired. I'm pretty sure he missed games as well. Jackson Moore, I know you'd be listening. He could name off six other blokes that missed time. So we're looking at... We're going to get to West Coast later. Mm. We're saying West Coast is going to be shit because they're missing players out of their best 22. Richmond had a lot of their best 22 players out. Mm. So... They got games into kids like Hugo Ralph Smith looked like he's going to be okay this year. Um, 
Oh, there's a couple other kids coming through. No, I don't think they won't be as bad as last year, but they won't be back to flagman. You don't think? No, no I don't think they'll be back to flagman either. Yep. Um, but for me, a successful season, I think... I think if you go in there, so after obviously poor year last year, then Curvis missed a lot of time as well. I th- I don't think. Well, he, let's let's look at this as well, right? Teams, they not they are no longer the powerhouse. Yep. There are teams in the comp better than them, so mm. I'm not going to sit here and be like, for a successful season, Richmond need to win the flag because there are teams better than them. I honestly think the two teams that made the grand final are better than them easily. I think Brisbane are better than them. I think. Potentially, you're down on them. I think Port are better than them as well. I think as long as you have Dustin Martin to be a successful season, I think you've got to win a finals game. Sure. Yep. But the fact of the matter is there are teams that have overtaken them. They were a dynasty. They were one of the best. They were one of the dynasties to play our game. Yep. However, it is not 2018. Not West Coast won 2018. It's not 2019, <laughs> 2020 anymore. It's now 2022. You know, I don't think the list is as good as others in the game. While you have Dustin Martin, you should be trying to win a final. So I think top eight for Richmond, for me, that's a success. You want to be back in amongst it. And should I tell you right now, whoever I am, I don't want, do not want to be playing Richmond in my first final, to say the least, because yeah. I think with the experience they still yeah. have across the board, they can, they can a make a prelim at their best. Let's, yep. let's be real about that. Um, do I think they're going to make a prelim? Not too sure, but hey, when you've got Dustin Martin, if they're fully fit, which they had been during their premiership winning seasons, they can go all the way if they... Uh, they fully get going. But yeah, finals for me for Richmond. Yeah, next team. Next team. Saints. Strange right. team. Say your prayers. Where do you see the Saints, boys? I no, have no, no idea. idea. So Carlisle out. Jake Carlisle. James Frawley out. Dylan Robertson out. Sean McKernan out. Luke Dunstan's gone to Melbourne. That's roughly around the big, the they big ones. They criminally fly under the radar, don't they? They do. For being shit? Just for everything. Yeah, a lot of the club. Yeah. Nasaya Wanganin Malera, who's going to be a freaking fantastic player for them, comes in via the draft. Marcus Wienhager and Machido Owens, they're the noticeable ones coming in from a St Kilda perspective. What's they, his name, Machido? Machido Owens. He'll be a good little player like for them. They went to the draft yeah. this year in regards to acquisitions. But what was a down year and a bit of a reality check for St Kilda last year, um, boys, their midfield and their... Smalls. They looked good the other night against Essendon. They did, yeah. Which, I don't know, is a sign, I guess. But I, I, I have nothing past that. My big concern, my big concern, was my concern heading into the grand final last year with the Bulldogs was how does your defence look if you're under a bit of pressure? St Kilda fit the same bill for me. You've got Jaron Geary, old. Callum Wilkie, I guarantee you most normal football people won't really know who the hell that is. Nick Caulfield, done his ACL. Hunter Clark. Injured. Well, is he going to be a decent footballer ever, being yeah, a top-ten pick? Yeah. Dougal Howard, like, he's Dougal. the number one. He's the man. Yeah, he's your man. He's the key for you them. Picked him. Um, down there. Jack Sinclair and Brad Hill looks like he's going to go across half-back as well. That is a shaky defence, if of I've ever seen one. So I love, I love what they're doing around the footy. Zach Jones has just taken time away for mental health reasons. Oh, has he? Yep. How recently was that? Uh, a couple of days ago. Who was that? Fuck, all right. Uh, Zach Jones. There you go. Oh. So... I'm, I've got concerns with how they're going to go. I can't, as much as I want St Kilda to be good, I can't see them making finals this year. Yeah, uh, neither, like, neither can I. Um, but in terms of what would be a success, I think for them as a club, they need to make finals. Do I think they'll make finals? No. Yep. Anything else on the Saints? Correct. No, we'll get no. through the Saints. Right All right, quick. let's move, move on. on the Saints. Swans. 
You Go know, Swan. One, one thing about the Swans, and there hasn't been too many ins or outs from their standpoint, but like Angus Sheldrick comes in via the draft um, and big acquisition in Laddams coming in. Huge. Massive acquisition for them. Literally. Um, and also, former number one pick, uh, Paddy McCartan. Coming yeah, in back. Well. The other day. And he's playing back. down back. Yeah, he so will be playing down back. When you can't kick goals, you're going to play in defence, I guess. When you want to punch people, you also go down because <laughs> you get to punch the ball. So, so with the McCartan brothers uh, down there, George Hewitt also goes to Carlton as well. Yep. I'm s- yeah, they're a really, really exciting team. Uh, the Swans. You've got Buddy's going to kick his 1,000th goal this year. Round two. Yep. You've got uh, young Logan McDonald as well. He's going to play a little bit more football. You'd hope so. Josh Kennedy looks like he's going to go play half back for them, like the Jaron McVeigh role of old. Um, and you've got Kit like, geez, you've got Luke Parker, Callum Mills through the middle, Nick Blakely, Errol Goulden, Chad Warner. Dylan Stevens looked okay the other day playing former top five pick. Isaac Heaney on ball. There's a lot to like. Braden Campbell off half back along with Jake Lloyd. There's yep. a lot to like from a Sydney perspective. Where do we see? Sydney are a team. They are one of the teams, if you know what I mean. They are one of those fucking 400 teams, it seems, that you're going to say are going to make the eight. But in reality, apart from the other big four or three, if you take away, add Geelong, take Geelong, add Port, take Port, there is like five or six teams that we're all saying are going to make finals. These are one for me. I don't... I believe that, you know, yes, they did make the finals last year, but I don't see a reason why they might be a tier above... The others trying to get into the eight, if you know what I'm saying. Okay. So I don't believe that. What just makes you, what makes you say that? Anything in particular, or nothing in particular? I just they they made the finals last year. They, if we're going to be honest, they jumped the comp last year. Yeah, they Not did. Not many people expected that. No. Yes. With, depending on how low or how high you were on them, you didn't expect them to be sixth. No. And if you did, you're a liar. Yep. So and then they lost the GWS. So I don't know. I just think the other teams coming in for that eighth spot are on. Maybe like I don't know, just almost like a similar path to what they're they on par were. with them. They're on par, yeah. I don't believe they're a tier above just because they made it last I year. I think, but to be successful, I'll answer my question yes. that I always have to ask you guys because we go off topic. Yes, a successful season is once again making the A. I don't think they need a win and one right now, but just make it. I think, bit of a hot one. You're not, I are think, you having a hot take here? Oh, not really. Is lukewarm? I think they were a little bit of a beneficiary of their weaker draw last year because of where they finished in 2020. Yeah, they were literally... What were what they finished? Like, bottom four? 14th, 15th. Yeah. And I think they are not quite at what their ladder position would say they were last year. They are going to be a very good team next year or the year after. I so agree. I think they will still play finals, mm-hmm. but we, I don't think we need to worry about them making the top four. I, I tend to disagree. If you have Lance Franklin fit for... And they're, they're not lance orientated like they used to be. No, so they're not. The thing is with the Swans, they're big Achilles... They were percentage out of finishing fourth, and they were game out of finishing third. So it's not like this team was just a, a run-of-the-mill side. There were six teams that could win it last year, and Sydney were one of them. Mm-hmm. With If they could fix their contested footy issues, which they had last year, they were a beautiful ball movement team, couldn't win the in and under... I know it's pre-season, I know it's practice matches, but that's been a massive focus for them. If they can win the inside, I can't see why this team can't be a top four team. So I think they're legitimate. I think they're real. Their back six is solid. Yes, there's... I just need to see a bit more. Like, how does Paddy McCartan work down there? What Dane Ramphy's been playing key defender for the last three years. He's going to be third man. How does that look for him? 
No, um, sorry, person I did forget from the motor- noticeable absentees, Jordan Dawson going mm. to Adelaide. Mm. How does that look? But that opens up Nick Blakey and Braden Campbell, so I'm not too Braden concerned Campbell. there. Nick Blakey, the they've lizard got, wizard. If someone goes down, they've got someone that can come in who's young, youthful, that can add. So for me, for success, why not? You've got Buddy Franklin in your midst. You need to be top four. 100%. So, hey, watch this. So you're saying Fremantle and Sydney are both making the top four locked in? No, big difference. Yes, you heard it. You heard that. Hey, big <laughs> difference. I, I, think I was just joking. I know you are. Let's just quickly cover Fremantle have everything it takes to contend to be top four. I don't think they make top four. Sydney, on the other hand, I think they can and do. Okay. And do. Holy and hat. Do. Hold, holy hat. All right. Next team. Next holy team. hat, Batman. Gentlemen. West Coast. That's a lot of silence on a podcast. Sorry, sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. West Coast. Okay, let's go about the outs. Brad Shepard. Can we? Can we? Can I say one thing first? Sure, can mate. Everybody knows out of the two of us, Hayden is more uh, diplomatical. Yep. And I'm more. I don't know. I'm a bit more hardy. Emotional. But this man's just started without outs. That's yep. something that I usually I would do. Just remember that Hayden continues okay. talking. So, do I just want to play a little game here with you? Just you. Game. I love games. Say yes or no, best 22. Yep. Brad can I, Shepard. Can I join? No, you can't. <laughs> oh. Brad I Shepard. Agree. Shut up. Yes. <laughs> yes. No. Brad, oh, don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Brad Shepard, yes. Don't be a dick. We're not playing this with you. It's me. Oh. All right. And you might not rate, you might not rate the player. Yep. All right. But discuss whether or not they're best 22. Okay. <sighs> Brad Shepard. Yes. Jack Darling. Yes. Luke Shuey. Yes. Mark Hutchings. Uh, fringe. Fringe. Jared Brander. Uh, fringe. Would like him right now. Brendan Archie. No. Looked all right sometimes, but no. Nathan Vardy. No. You, uh, I think you had differing on him, but no, not yep, for me. That's fair. Um, there, uh, Elliot Yo. Yes. Uh, Dom Sheed. Yes. Okay. Um, would you argue Ch- Campbell Chesser? No, uh, best 22. Yep. 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 Haven't never seen him play. But, yep, yep. Greg Clark, uh, I probably would have played, but sure. I'll, I'll just for the just for the listeners, no. Uh, but probably would have played. Um, don't know if you heard about this by Oscar Allen. Uh, yes. Yep. So he's in there as well. Yep. Um, Jamie Cripps. Yes. Yep. Okay. Yep. He's in there as well, and I know this guy. He'll be back next week. But um, Liam Ryan. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So <laughs> for those now. And then the ins for West Coast, so some of those were injuries. They're not retired or delisted or anything. Yeah, that some, was, yeah we are going through injuries just then. Some yeah. of the ins, really like picking up Sam petreski Seaton from Carlton. I think that was a nice acquisition. For a fifth, fifth pick for too. A fifth, so. Yeah, for, for a late pick. Um, Brady Hoff, Reid Bazzo, Campbell Chesser and Greg Clark come in via the draft as two Jack Williams. Look, Greg um, Clark probably would have been best 22, so I'm going to say yes. Brady Hoff looked good though, yesterday. Yeah, he did. So I will continue what? Before you go on, where is he from? Brady Hoff. I uh, played for Harvey Brunswick down south. So, Peel Boy. Hmm. Peel Boy. Um, so, one thing I will say, I defended West Coast on re-signing Shannon Hearn and re-signing Josh Kennedy because mm-hmm. it was very clear that West Coast were injured last year and if everyone fit, in my eyes, change a couple of things up. Yeah, like we said, we wanted to change some stuff up. Just a couple of things, maybe move the ball a little bit quicker, but... That was, for me, a team that could tend for, to play finals, that side. In the, by, if, with the group that we had with your McGoverns, your Shoeys, your Yo's, I think they were forced to go back to the well. 
there's no point wasting years of Shuey, wasting years of Yo, McGovern by not re-signing Hearn and Kennedy. That's just in my eyes. But no one could foresee the Brad Shepherd concussion retirement. No, it's so rogue. No just one out could, of nowhere. Yep, no one could foresee the Jack Darling uh, genuine just didn't want to get vaccinated. Yep. And then, Thanks, Mrs. Darling. And then we all thought maybe Luke Shuey might be okay recovering He was from, looking fit. Yeah, looks fit, looked good. Elliot Yo goes down again. This is going to be a bottom four side, boys. Yeah, so so I'll start with this. Like, obviously, the quick the question was successful season, right? Yep. If we did this, if we did this pod before Christmas, yep, I would have said a successful season is making the eight and and really going. Could this side with a few tinkerings? Could we contend in the finals? Because everyone yeah. said our game plan was shot, this and that. So I said last year, I said, 2022 is is the season. Yep. If we come out fit with a new game plan and we still suck, I said last year, that's the way it is. Yep. And yep. we now go into rebuild phase. Yep. However, I would have said before Christmas, I would have said the goal, the successful season, is to still make some noise in finals based off the changes we had made. Right now, I've got no fucking idea what a successful season is because we just read 10 of our best 22 are currently injured. I I would say that a successful season would be signs of... You were very close to the ...would be signs of some sort of improvement over the course of the season. But what what, 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 what finds this improvement? Because we've got 10 blokes here. Winning games at the end of the season. You're going to be terrible for the first half of the season. You mean back... So you're talking about now being specific. We're talking about let's see something in the back end. You're not going to be good in the first half of the season. That's just a given. This is unfortunately... With so many players What we're going to see this year, Dill, is literally a lost season this year. No, and the worst part is it's it's the worst possible time for a lost season. It is. Because this had to be the season to see if the old blokes, the sorry, the older blokes could still kick it into overdrive. Drive, change some things up and win some finals. For those, so this is the yeah. worst, the worst case scenario because the old blokes will end up coming back next year, yeah. a year older. If they all just retired, then you just go into you know rebuild, rebuild mode, mode straight away. Yeah. But now it's like, oh, what, what cool. do you do at the end of the year if Kennedy retires, Hearn retires, Darling doesn't come back? That's not a that's not an if. That is a will. What happens? What so this year, this year comparison, this is this West Coast season will be the same as the Kobe Bryant final season. That, the, that he had with the Lakers. It'll be, see you later, Shannon Hearn. Yeah. See you later, Kennedy. I won't be surprised if they go, see you later, Shuey as well. Well, Shuey says he wants to retire. Um, McGovern's a year or two away. Nick's a year or two away. So, like, oh, it's a hard thing. You need to play your best 22 each week. We don't have, you know, like, it'd like, be nice to see Harry Edwards play a little bit more footy. be nice to see... Petrescu Seaton, see how he fits into the side. Willie Rioli back being good. Liam Ryan, nice. Campbell Chester be really nice yeah, to see. Play the young boys. Play the young boys. That's what we're going to have to be we'll this year. But I think the the most concerning thing outside of forced uh, not being able to play our best twenty two. Watching the two practice games, we oh, haven't you changed. Beat me. We have not changed shit. No. He the thing was he spoke all. Well, Simpson spoke all preseason that we're going to be heaps of change. Well. A fair bit of change to be able to see it. Yeah. And then as each week sort of went in pre-season, it was going back to the old, oh, might not be able to see a lot, but behind closed doors, there's a lot of change. I will say I will say this, though. 
10 of those blokes that were meant to be a part of the change aren't playing. Agreed. We've literally got Patrick Nash yeah, flying yeah. in to play. So yep. it, that's that's even hard to, in my opinion, that's hard to tell if it's anything really has changed hard, because, yeah. yeah. It's really hard to gauge, but... The um, worry the worry is the first scratch match obviously got obliterated. Yep. The second scratch match, while it was closer, if Freo had a converted going forward... 100%. It would have been the same. 100%. It would have been exactly the same thing. 100%. And it actually remind me, it's something I forgot about with Fremantle. I think the Dockers had set. 45 uncontested marks in yeah, the first quarter. in the quarter. first quarter they did. And um, we kicked like two goals too. And what was the one thing we always knocked West Coast for last year? Contested? Their contested footy and their ability to try to win the ball back. They were good contest at their contested they, they footy yesterday. Won, they won the contested count. But I think that was just Tim Kelly being going Boys, beast mode. Yeah. Boys, Brady Brody Hoff is playing. Yeah. Like, I, I can't... He was a two-year two I, year I can't. Project, I yeah. honestly can't talk about the scratchies... No, I agree. But you can't take them seriously. I think no. I think if we get to the midway point of the season, and let's say we're genuine, like we are a two and fourteen. No, no, that's that's past midway. We are like a two and ten, a three and nine side. Honestly, like you're at the point where go full fucking American sports mode and just shut them down. I'll be brutally honest. Just shut them down. I think if it gets to that point, you've got to go. You've got to look at North. When they got rid of Del Sano and Brent Harley, and I could even they just shut them down. That's what I said. Shut them down. I, I, I'll be honest. I would rather right here, right now, and it's all signs of a rebuild. Of course, it is. I would rather be Collingwood. I would rather be a Collingwood fan right now. Oh no! I'd I'm rather just... be a Gold Coast fan. I'd rather be a North Melbourne fan. I can like even Carlton, even Hawthorne. I can see where we're going. The, like I, I said, can see where we're going. Like I said, though the. The difference between us and those teams is that we when this was meant to be another year where we're having a crack. Yeah. But we and you know we're gonna get hanged shit on because of this excuse. But injuries are literally not allowing us to have a crack. It's a reality. So now it's like, do we now try to rebuild while still having all these older blokes, or do we get rid of the season and bring them back? Yeah. The reality is we have lost ten of our twenty-two, and now we don't know what to do. Yep. I think you. I think the model should be Sydney because they've got the old blokes still hanging around, and they've brought yep. in the young guys, and they've made it work. Yeah, they had like that cheeky. What was it? Two years. Like two rebuild. years. Two years. Like, there's yep. no reason the Eagles can't do the but same. But it seems like they just in those two years they influxed a lot of young blokes. Yeah. Whereas, like, are we going to have? To, are we going to try to sell? We haven't had that luxury since no. trading for Tim Kelly. No. So, which is um, a bit of the issue. We could go on about West Coast, but when you watch them on TV, eyes don't lie. They look fucking slow. And what league do we play in? Australian Football League. The <laughs> AFL. A real quick fucking league. <laughs> All right. Final team to review before we do our final little uh, Oh, this is the bit. easiest one. This is probably one of the easiest ones. Western Bulldogs. Yep. So They'll be exactly the same as last year. They'll be arguably... The flag. They'll be very, very similar. Um, out. Lipinski goes to Collingwood. Eason Wood retires. Lewis Young goes to Carlton. Uh, and Ling Jong also retires as well. Uh, coming in, Sam Darcy, top two pick. Artie Jones from... Uh, WA via the draft and Tim O'Brien from the Hawks as well. So O'Brien seems to be Penny. coming in. Yeah, a couple of nice in. Sam Darcy seems to be a player, but he won't play this year at all, I don't think. Oh, oh, oh. Um, but boys, O'Brien. <laughs> the fact that you made a grand final, you had at the time the Coleman medalist going down with an ACL, i.e. Josh Bruce. Uh-huh. You had the number one pick from that year's draft not even play. Yep. Where is he at the moment? Uh, we'll discuss. Very, he's we'll playing VFL and not looking too great. I think it's or been Jamara. a. I think it's been a bit of a reality hit for Jamara. Mm. I think so. Coming into it, so the great thing I love about Beveridge, it's 
you look at a lot of good sides, and West Coast were guilty of this. A lot of teams are. Play your best 22 if they're fit every single week. Get con- continue. Um, what do you call the word? Uh, complacent. Sorry. Complacent. No, not complacent. You get. Con- I can't even put the right word. Right. I've got a bit of a tongue tie here, gents. I don't even know where you're going for. Neither, because you're getting wrong. some week in week out chemistry. That's the word I'm going to use. Where Beveridge has never seen that way. He goes full American. He goes. All right, I'm just going to keep tinkering, keep tinkering, giving all these guys a range of games. The last two seasons, they've played the most amount of players. In and the then AFL. they get to the finals and they've got their best 22 ready to go. Yep, ready to go. But then if there is an injury, they've got someone that's played four or five games. Hmm. They're waiting in the wings. Um, it's very much you can't rest on your laurels in that side. You need to perform more, you're out, which I don't mind for the dogs. And that's what Jamara sort of faced, hasn't he? You're not better than Tim English. You're not better than Josh Bruce. And frankly, you're not better than Aaron Norton. So you're not fitting in the side. This year, he'll get a look at it early. But, jeez, um, when you're playing next to that freaking astronaut, mate. you got to look good. Oh, you, you got to play second fiddle, mate, to mm. be fair. Um, where do we see the, see the doggies, boys? Uh, successful season, win the flag. Yep, exactly the same as last year. Yep. Yep, same as last year. Yeah, they're going to be there. They're going to be right there sitting right amongst We don't need to do too much for a review. The one concern I do have for them is the same one I had for them heading into the finals last year, their defence. Like, key defenders in Alex Keith, who's probably at best in my eyes, a really good number two. Zane Cordy, uh, and you've got Tim O'Brien there as well for Lewis Young moving to Carlton. So Josh Shackey looked all right, filling a void for him last year. Did an, absolute number, did an absolute number on Charlie Dixon in the prelim. So certainly able to, but I just worry about him in a stressful situation like they found themselves in against the Demons. Mm-hmm. So but that's, that's pretty much the wrap. Yeah, that's Jeff. 18 teams. 18 teams done. 18, 18 teams. teams. Let's see what happens. 18 futures. 18 crystal bowls. A lot correct. of footy. Can we get it right? Probably not. Well, let's see if we're going to get it right. So, we look, we won't spend too much time on this, okay? I think we just run through it. We pretty much just all said where we think these teams are going to... F- should we go... Should we go six, six, and six? Yep. Sure. All at once? Let's go. All right. So first. Bottom six. Bottom, uh, six. bottom six all the way to the top? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so who wants to go first? So go bottom six, then the next six, then the next six. That's that, what six, that six, 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 yes. I'm just making sure because sometimes our friend over here gets a little bit lost. Oh, yeah, he's in his. Who's going first? Who's 18th for everyone? Who's Wooden Spoon? North. Hawthorne. So you've got Hawthorne? Yeah. North. You've got North? Yep. I've got Adelaide. All right. There we go. I've then got Gold Coast. Hawthorne. Collingwood. I've then got Adelaide. Adelaide. West Coast. Ooh. I've then got Collingwood. Gold Coast. Hawthorne. I've then got North Melbourne. Collingwood. North Melbourne. And then I've got Eagles. Eagles. Gold Coast. So is that, we? do we all have the... I think we've all got the same teams. Where did you have Eagles? 13. So did I. I think so, we've got... So any, let's just quickly go through, I think bottom six were all there, thereabouts. Yep. West Coast, say yes or no. West Coast. Yep. Yeah, they're in Gold there. Gold Coast. Yep. North. Yep. Hawks. Yep. Collingwood. Yep. Adelaide. Yep. yep. So they're all in there. They're all in there, just in a mud lap order. In different orders. Yep. Right, and I think of, the next six will be exactly no, the same. No, instead of going next six, let's go next four. So then we can okay. do the top eight on their own. All right. So 12. St. Kilda. St. Kilda as well. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, I've then got Richmond. Carlton. Port Adelaide. Oh. At 11. Yep. I've then got... This is by a game. I've got Frio. At 10th? Yeah. I've got the Giants. Got by the, the Giants. way, we have done ladder predictor here, so we haven't yeah. just ranked them. We've actually gone yeah. win-loss, win-loss for 100,000 yeah. games. Giants. I've got the Giants. This is at 9 or 10? This is 10. All right, so then nine? Frio and 10. Richmond. Frio. Oh, sorry, wait, is this 9? Yeah. I've got Carlton. I've got Richmond. I've got now. I've got Where they belong. <laughs> I've got Sydney. Sydney at 9th? Yeah. Well, I have them at 8. 
So, so those four there, so just quickly for our listeners. You've got I, them at eight? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's not too bad for me missing them at nine. So yeah. I've got, I got Carlton, GWS, Port Adelaide, St Kilda as that four. I've got St Kilda, Richmond, Frio and Sydney. I've got I don't like St it. Kilda, Carlton, Giants, Richmond. Okay. <sighs> Boys, we're heading into the eight. We are in the eight. So let's go... Number eight. Fremantle. Sydney. Essendon. Seventh. Freo. Essendon. Carlton. Ooh. Sixth. Essendon. GWS. Richmond. Ooh. Fifth. Geelong. 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 Oh, okay. this so, is nice. So Consensus. Those, those first there, my main one that I think is a bit different to you, where do you have GWS? Tenth. We both See, have them tenth. I think the reason why I have them at sixth is I, I just can't... I can't see them going backwards. And I think they. I think with Cogs fit, I think they need to go forwards. So I, I agree with you in a way. I'm just have, really concerned with who's going to kick their goals. Like, they need Hogan to be all-Australian level for them to be mm. productive. Toby Green needs to actually stay on the park for a long period of time. But My worry I, I'm is... with you. I, I sit there with Giants. They look better defensively over the last few community games. I could see them pushing into the eight. Yep, same. I just... Richmond for me is in there. Freo for me is in there. Essendon's in there. And by the way, my my Richmond, so my 11, 10, 9, 8, and 7 are decided by two games. Sure. So the big drop-off is St. Kilda, who I've got 8 and 14. Yep. I've then got Richmond, 11, 11, Freo, 11, 11, Sydney, 12 and 10. I've actually had them miss by percentage. Essendon, 12 and 10, Carlton, 13 and 9. So, yep. mate, they're coin flips there. My well, issue with the Giants is that because they won that final, they're... They finished in the top six bracket for sure. the fixture, which well, means you, you like a bit of fixture. Which means they've you? got to play one of Melbourne Bulldogs, Brisbane, like twice. Yeah, I got yeah. you. Yep. All right, and top four, fourth, Brisbane, Port, Bulldogs, third, Brisbane, Bulldogs, Swans. I've got Port at two, Bulldogs. I've got Brisbane at two. I think that's our biggest, and then Melbourne at one. Oh, sorry, I've, technically, I've got Brisbane one, Melbourne two, Melbourne at one, Melbourne at one. I think that's the biggest. Um, disparity of the whole thing. Yep. I've got Port second. You have them eleven. That's nine. Yeah. That's nine. So spots. I, I'm. I can't see. I, I actually, honest. I've tiered these teams almost in my little prediction. I know it's worked out perfectly for me, yep. but for me, I've got four teams in the Premiership window, and that's Melbourne, Brisbane, Swans, and Bulldogs. For I just me. don't think Swans are just too young to be Premiership window. I, I disagree. When you got JPK, Luke Parker, Tom Hickey, Lance Franklin, Todd Papley. Dane Rampey, they've got a contingent there. That's similar to when nearly every single team that's come... Like, you could say Melbourne's younger. Could you? Yep. Almost. So, uh, so for me, they're, they're the top four for me in regards to premiership window. And then I've got like, what, six teams here that I've got need to consider more but happy to add in. And that's Geelong, Richmond, Essendon, Freo, Carlton and GWS. I think you'll see from what... Where were Freo at round nine or ten for you? Oh, last year or this no, year? Like in your predict in your predictor. Can oh, you remember sure. where they ended up? Do you know what do you want to know where we were in mind? Go, go. Third. Third. Yeah. You got a very easy frame. Eight run. and three. Yeah. You're flying. And the great thing a lot of people spoke about Fremantle concerned with the game they played against West Coast yesterday. Listening to Justin Longmuir's presser, he was like, West Coast beat us in a lot of facets, but it's a preseason game. Hmm. And he goes, I thought he, he didn't say it specifically, but he was happy that they flogged West Coast two weeks ago, played the exact same opposition a week later, and just won, and got beaten in many facets of the game. So a little reality check there for the side mm. in pre-season. But 
for me, like, I obviously got Port Adelaide rated really, really low. I couldn't see them better than any of those teams, 10 of them in front. I reckon Carlton you're going to see really improve. They could jump up, just a few question marks around. They look really nice in pre-season. They look pretty predictable like yep. in how they want to play with each other. But, yeah, Swans for me, the big rises and Port might be uh, big downfall. There you go. All right, so that is – that's 18 teams, 18 ladder positions wrapped up. Um, We're going to go through top 20 players next week. Next week we'll come with those – Do some predictions. Yeah, next week we'll come with those 20 players and get our predictions in. You know, your, your rising stars and your Coleman's and your, and your uh, Brownlows and things like that. And in, in your people's voice as well, we might put something up on the ground. We want to hear what you think of our ladder as well. All right, yeah, let, let us know. I'll do let a ladder. Know. Do it later. I've got a few things to do. Yes, Kobe. It's I wanted been a hot busy few days. Well, it's nice I just busy. wanted hot or okay. not, bro. It's okay if it's been right. busy for you. Because liveries are sexy, man. It's all right now because I'll sit down and, you know, Maggie will help me. <laughs> all right. All uh, Quiz time. Quiz time? That is you. So we just gave you shit. You so are in charge of the quiz today. We've got nine questions. I like nine. Nine, nine questions number. and it's just whoever answers it? first. Okay, nice and simple. All right. Do we... Hey, You've been prone to not revealing certain rules pre-quizzes and then confusing your That's all you've got uh, to do, guests. just answer the question. What are the buzzers? Um, Dill, what's Cobb's buzz? <laughs> what's his buzz? What's his buzz? I'm going to go... Um, I've got one. Oh, what, you just one. asked him to... No, 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 I've got one. Oh, I've man. got one. Okay. Cobb, your buzz is Gian Syracuse. Oh, fuck. Dill, your buzz is Antetokounmpo. Okay. Oh, Gian Syracuse, yeah. Antetokounmpo. Right. And do we uh, question, can we buzz in mid-saying of question? Yes. All right, good. I will stop Can I buzz though. in with Gia? No. Fuck. No. No. Can I actually change my buzzer question to... Number <laughs> can <I> change question number one. Can I change it to Eagleton? No. <sighs> That's easy. No. Okay, question number one. How many T20 international wickets did the great SK Warren take? Gian Syracuse. Yes? Zero. No. International T20 wickets. Yes. Answer to Kumpo. Six. No. Is it now? He's 20? played a surprisingly Is it now large amount. International T20. Think games. about it. Punter made 99 on debut. They would have played together. Warren for a few retired. Years. Just let me, let me, let me fact this check. This is a glitch because Warren retired check. from all forms of cricket in 06. The first T20 that Australia played was around the 05 yeah, period. It's just, yeah. I it's, think it's strange, isn't it? I no, may have misread. You have definitely misread. It's just and it's just T20. It's just T20, not in international. Yes, because zero was. Is We're going to find out in two seconds. ESPN Crick Info. Hmm. You're correct. Hayden. Thank you. One zero. No, he doesn't get that. Yes, I do. You it's, fucked up the that question. That was the question. That was the question, wasn't it? No, we're changing. I want an answer what? that's not zero. What do you mean? Oh, you can go again. Chill. You can go again. If you answer this correctly, Daddy chill. chill. If you chill. answer this correctly, Dill, he'd fucking give it to you. Chill. Prick. Daddy, chill. How many? How many? <laughs> how many? <laughs> Danny how many we're, falling, we're falling apart here. How many T20 wickets oh, fuck. did Shane take? Answer the compo. Was this, is this 21 questions? You can do whatever the fuck you like All at right. this point. Is it between 100 and 150? No. Gian Syracuse, is it in excess more than 350? You know what? You can ask me whatever you like, but no. Oh. Uh, it doesn't even have to be yes or no at this point. And to the combo, how many wickets did he take? <laughs> <laughs> Apart from that one. All right, is, is it 200 to 250? It's between 40 and 80. <sighs> What? I'll give oh. you a hint. He played 71 games. Gian Syracuse. 75. Mm, close, but no. 70, 
Three. No. Gian Siracusa, 80. No. Gian uh, Siracusa, 71. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's fucked. Wait, that's on you. Shit question to start. Shit question to well, start, mate. Okay, well, right, we'll straight into the next one. How many dismissals did Rod Marsh finish his career with? Great Rod it's Marsh. It's been spoken about a lot this week. Because I actually knew this off the top of my head from watching the cricket the other day. Uh, no idea. Uh, Gian Siracusa. 650. I will definitely not. I will give you a hint. It is between 340 and 360. Antetokounmpo, 350. In between 350 and 360. Triancio Cusa, 353. No. Antetokounmpo, 355. Yes. I've been robbed here. This is a shit fucking quiz to start. All right, we're away from the numbers. Thank Thank fuck fuck for that. (laughs) (laughs) Two nil. Which former Tiger played for the Eagles yesterday after only arriving during the week? Yes. Patrick Nash. Correct. 3-0. There is one game happening at the moment. Which player has the most fantasy points from this week's community series? Wait, what? Which player has finished with the most fantasy points from the games from this week? Uh, GNC accuser, Jack McRae. Correct. 3-1. Question number five. This is going off like a firecracker. (laughs) Who did Australia just defeat in the Davis Cup? I've got no idea about this. Belarus. Close. Fuck. Gian's here accuser. Yes, Hayden. Is the country from Eastern Europe? Eastern um, Europe. East Berlin. East <laughs> Germany. I, <laughs> I don't even know where this country It's in Europe. I'll give you that one. Poland. I think they're closer he to... just guessed. Poland. No, I think they're closer oh. to Russia. Okay. Oh! Did you say... Hurry up. Did you say that... Belarus was close because of the flag colours. Yes. Was it Hungary? Correct. Oh. So it was East Europe. Gim- I don't fucking know. 4-1. Here we go. Let's get into question six, lads. He's trying to bring it back yeah, up. Yeah, I'm no. trying to bring it back <laughs> up. Poor start, but we're getting there. <laughs> question number six. The first, F- the first F1 race is a mere weeks away. Mm. Where is it? Under the combo. Bahrain. Correct. Deal's been studying. I have... Listen to a podcast. I feel, I feel collusion here after the first question. <laughs> bit of a bit of um, a bit of a you know. Come on, hurry up. What happened this week? Question. Have you been paying attention? Who was on the sidelines to watch LeBron drop fifty six? I did a combo. Matthew Stafford. That is correct, but it's not who I'm looking for. No. Um, I'll change the question. Deal still out though. Which Australian was on the sidelines to watch LeBron drop 56. I also know this, so I answer wrong so I can guess Gian Siracusa. Yes. Firstly, I have no idea, but I'm going to guess. Is it a sportswoman or men? It is a sportsman. And they're Australian, Hayden. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> was it Nick Kyrgios? Correct! Fucking all win the quiz! Was that a complete guess? Yeah, genuine guess. Oh. Two more questions left. Let's go. 5-1. So 5-2. Five, 5-2. Two. Five, two. Which NBA star? Which sorry, <laughs> You're I've got it wrong again. I've got it wrong again. Which WNBA star? Oh no, I know this one. Was arrested oh. in Russia. Answer the combo. Griner. Correct. Fuck off. Correct. I knew that too. Oi, can we go further? Had vape cartridges oh, in her bag. I was gonna say. <laughs> this, You're scaring the cat. Yeah. <laughs> All right, this is worth fifty points. How many points is this worth? Fifty. Ah, oh, fuck. Golf's. No (laughs) (laughs) You're kidding Golf's world number one Missed a three foot putt this weekend What is his name? Jan Siracusa Yes Brooks Kepka? No Fuck 
Oh, for fuck's sake, Dylan. <laughs> World number one in golf. Unto a the, major sport. Unto the combo. You'd think we'd know Is this. Phil Nicholson. Uh, no. Oh, I don't know who that is. You'd think we'd know this as a sport podcast. Mm, Gian interesting. As if you've made this the 50-point question. Gian Syracuse. Yes. <laughs> if you yell, you redline before, please don't you, yell If again. you yell and scare my cat, <laughs> that's it. Mm. Uh, I will deduct 49 uh, points from no this answer. I have no fucking idea. I have no fucking idea. I'll clue. give you a hint in Spanish. Oh, oh, thanks, champ. Is his name fucking Cortez or something? All right. And to the combo. Wait, I've had his last name how, Lopez. Still, no, I'll give you How him. are we supposed to know that, you dickhead? Do we, look like, Cody, world number do we one. look like Cody Hippert to you? We don't care about golf. All right. Here you we shouldn't go. say that on a sports podcast, John. I'm sorry. We don't, I don't you ready? I'm sorry. I don't care. You ready? About his golf. first name is John. John? <laughs> <laughs> wait for it. John Stamos. <laughs> no, wait for it. His second name is a make of a car. And to the combo. Ferrari. No. Antetokounmpo, he's a mate. John Sedan. <laughs> John, a car manufacturer. John, American car no, manufacturer. Stop. John, oh, John Hass. <laughs> Antetokounmpo, John. John, John Dodge, no. An American, American. Hass is American. John, what do you mean? Um, John, John. Racing boy type. Oh, it's a type of Dodge. It's a type of Dodge. John Holden. No. <laughs> I have no idea, mate. John Ram. I'm out of here. Thanks, Dil. That's the worst quiz ever, officially. Uh, oh, you- my God. <laughs> okay, so the thing is, right, we're going to get so much shit because we couldn't get that last question. What I'm going to say here is that how about you come at me and Hayden when we do shit quizzes, like when you come, <laughs> come at him like you do at us, okay? We're sorry we couldn't answer. Pay right. attention to sport. It's fucking ordinary. I win by <laughs> default. See you, everyone. See ya. He sent me a message <laughs> half an hour beforehand saying, do the quiz. Bye. <laughs>